Good evening. And I welcome you to this second Sunday of Advent. As we see, time is flying so fast. And uh, something is on the door knocking. As we begin our worship, I want to tell you a story which is, you can confirm with Father Trout. We always, we are all proud of our cultures and nations where we come from. And one thing I've seen people are very proud of their culture are the Irish. So all I came here, I knew I had that Father Trout was Irish. So he made me believe he was. But thanks to God with the DNA ancestry, we can tell that he's Eastern European. So if any day Father Trout says he's Irish, tell him to show you his results. Be embarrassing. But as we come to worship today in this second Sunday of Advent, the first reading is from the book of Baruch. I think if I ask you where do you find this book in the Bible, most of us will take some hard time to find it. Because it's not that one of those books we normally read. It's when it comes out during Advent. But a brief story about the book of Baruch is that uh, in the year 587, the Babylon conquered Jerusalem. They destroyed the temple, and they took so many prisoners to Babylon. So many people were killed, and others fled to Egypt. So when they left, Jerusalem was a desolated place, a place that smells. That's why you hear today Baruch is calling Jerusalem, rise up. Jerusalem is like a mother. He's seeing Jerusalem as a mother who was weeping five children being taken into a distant country. But when they went, what happened after some time, like 50 years? Babylon fell. And then Cyrus conquered Babylon and declared a new empire. Then he told all the prisoners to go back to their native countries. And the Israelites were one of them who went back to Jerusalem. But because it has been so long time, not all of them decided to go back because some were born there. They have no connection with Jerusalem, but they know they belong to it, but they really have nothing really they can visualize how it is. So some Israelites, some Jews remained in Babylon, and they used to meet in the temple and learn and pray. And as time went on, they called them the people of the book, because they're always with the book all the time. They're reading the prophets and the Mosaic laws, and uh, during this time of deep prayer and meditating, building their community in the diaspora, that's when you get the inspiration of this literature we're hailing today. And one of the books that came from those people is the Book of Lamentations, the Book of Tobit, the Book of Judith, Esther, Wisdom, and Baruch. So Baruch, to remind you who he was, he was the secretary of Jeremiah. So when they were going to Babylon exile, he went with them. So because it was a very common name, common, common figure, this book was named to, to, to him. But his message is one today. is reminding, recalling what was happening. When they left, when they were crying, Jerusalem was a mother weeping. Now he's saying, throw away your garments of weeping and rejoice. Look to the east and see what's happening. Your children are returning with joy. And who is leading them? 
God is leading them back to Jerusalem. And that reminds us the first Exodus, God leading them out of Egypt. He's saying, God is doing it again, leading them back to Jerusalem. So that's why if you open our Psalm, Psalm 126, it's a very common song of ascent, rejoicing. Bringing in the sheaves, they will come rejoicing. That's Psalm 126. It was specifically for that. Reminding us that there is a time for weeping, but then there's a time when God says, enough is enough. Because the exile was a punishment for sin. He says, the sin has been paid. Now I'm starting something new. So that's why he says that, let us rejoice and be glad. Let's raise our heads high because now it's God doing it. It's not our own making. What we did is to turn against God, we fell. Then God says, now I'm starting over again. In the second reading, that's what Paul is telling his, his church, telling them that the Philippines, Philippians, telling them that what you should do is to keep joyful as you wait for the God, Jesus' coming. It's very easy for us to fall into the victimhood, or is so sad, so sorry about, so self-pity. He says, no. If you are a child of God, he says, rejoice. Why? Because the God who created you can never give up on you. Even when we fall, he still reminds us, come back to me. That launches us into the gospel today. John the Baptist, that was the message. He's telling them the best way we can return to God is by repent. So when we repent, we are throwing away the gamut of pride, the gamut of sinfulness. You can name it. So when John began, Luke tells us all the history around this, he names all the names, the tetrarchs, every tetrarch is naming him. He's telling him that God is salvation breaks through history and culture. So in our history and our culture, God is breaking through that history, saying, I am coming to you. Are you ready to listen to me? What is John is proclaiming? He says, repent and be baptized. But we know that baptism back then, think of baptism today. It's a very cool thing. Oh, I'm going to baptize my child. It's something very nice. Not back then. Back then, it was shameful. So only Gentiles had to be baptized to become Jews, to be allowed to, be allowed to worship in, in the temple, because they considered them unclean. So I had to baptize them so they take on a new being. The second person who was baptized was a Jew who had fallen away from Judaism and married a pagan. To come back, you had to be baptized. So it was a sign of humiliation and shame. So when John the Baptist is telling them, you, all of you have to be baptized, they're saying, we are Jews, we don't need to be baptized. He's telling them, no, all of us, we need to be baptized. So the baptism John is saying is of repentance. So looking deep in my heart and asking myself, what is God asking me to let go? 
What am I holding on to that is preventing me to experience God's fullness in my life? We all have some moments, we have some things we think that they are so hard to let go. Even if we know they are really hurting us, we are so used to it. Think of someone who has been using drugs. It's always very hard this person to let go of the drugs. Even if he knows that they are destroying him, he needs help. In that situation, Jesus sees this. All of us in our sinfulness, we need help. That's why he comes to us and says, okay, this is the time. Give it to me and start over again. So as we go back today on this second Sunday of Advent, God is asking us, let us look in our hearts and we see what God is asking us to let go. And once we find it, then we say, God, take over now my life. And that's when we can experience and welcome Christ as he wants us to. The Lord be with you.